guys. Welcome back to Alessal After Hours, our podcast where we go beyond the 600-word limit on the page and discuss the news that's happening in campus and in the world. Today we've got uh, we've got like three good stories. We're talking about Valentine's Day. We're talking about slave narratives, and we're talking about um, new additions coming to campus, new programs and food and stuff. We've got uh, two wonderful guests today. Go ahead and introduce yourself, guys. Uh, I'm Gabe. I'm a reporter at the Alessal. I'm Dominic. I'm a re- photographer at the Alessal. You guys are both uh, newbies. Yeah. Yes. How does it feel? Uh, my first job was pretty easy. It was in a classroom, a small meeting. But the second one was the big uh, board of trustees one. Mm-hmm. And that's still kind of daunting because there's so many people. Or you feel like you're good at taking pictures, though? Oh yeah, I'm excellent. Yeah, <laughs> that, I, yeah. Appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate the. Uh, um, what about you, Gabe? Uh, I was actually at that meeting too. I was at the. I had like a few interviews I did earlier in the week that I was more comfortable with because I've done that kind of thing before. But at like the board of trustees meeting, it was just it was a really big thing, and it was it kind of dra- dragged on because I wasn't used to that. But mm-hmm. I mean, now I get a feel for how they go. Yeah, so. yeah, I think you guys are both doing good. Um, we got a phone ringing in the background. I don't know if you guys can hear that. I did. But, mm. Oh, well. Yeah, I think it adds, like, some liveliness to our podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be fun. <laughs> so um, I think we're going to start with... Uh, I'm really excited about this episode because we've got, you know, two themed articles. We've got Slave Narratives, which is on Black History Month, and mm. Valentine's Day, which is technically today. from last week, but we didn't discuss it, and it's Valentine's Day today, so I yeah. think that works. Um, so I think we're going to start... Like saddest to happiest, right? So we're gonna start with slave narratives. <laughs> Good idea. Um, <laughs> so basically, this article is about there was an event uh, put on by the Black Studies Program held in CSDI, uh, and it was basically students, student volunteers, and also a professor uh, came in and just like read slave narratives, and it was like you know really oh my gosh you know these slaves really did have a bad life you know mm-hmm. as you'd expect. Um, and there was also another professor from the history program who was moderating the discussion. It was just like really telling and like educational. So mm-hmm. I'll start with some quotes. Um, the experts featured autobiographical tellings of experiences during and after slavery. One story from Lucy, Lucy Delaney, read by a freshman criminal, criminal justice major in Shea Sanders of Chicago, discussed Delaney's experience with her mother and not knowing what freedom really meant. That sucks, you guys. There was so many... Mm. stories at the um at the event that were like oh yeah like frederick Douglass, like he um hit like his mother would always like was on like a, a different plantation or whatever mm. and she would like sneak over like 12 miles in the middle of the night just to like sleep with her kid or whatever um i don't know thoughts on the horrible horrible lives of slaves you guys it's like it's just crazy that that was like such a common thing and then mm-hmm. i mean it's it's great that we've moved so far ahead and that we've in a great place we're obviously not perfect now but it's much better but it's just crazy that that was like just like a thing that everyone was like yeah that's how that's how things are no truly it's terrible yeah so in the past maybe three semesters i've taken um classes that had an african-american focus so like last semester i took uh psych 150 which is african-american worldviews the semester before that i took uh english like African-American something literature. And then there was, there was the history. It was like, it was like history of like 
<laughs> I was like, African American history. Wow. Yeah, sure. Why is that yeah. hard to say? Understandable. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been, you know, like there's a lot of stuff that I kind of had to sign up for that's that wasn't really taught until until I signed up for it. Mm-hmm. So basically, my senior year till now, my freshman year of college, and uh, learning about it every day kind of it makes me think about it a lot more than I think most people would. Mm-hmm. Not just you know in February. Black mm-hmm. History Month. So to me, like I've I spent so much time thinking about it that it's not it doesn't shock me. It's just um something that keeps on going because, you know, that history, you know, s- slavery in America lasted longer than slavery hasn't been in America. So mm-hmm. there's always True, yeah. there's still there's always gonna be uh, like lasting effects and stuff like that. Right, there's the lasting mm-hmm. effects, and then there's always the stories. Like, there's still untold mm-hmm. stories. So we're always going to be learning about it for yeah, a long time. and they mentioned that in the event. Like, there was, um, they said something like, like a ridiculous number of slaves were in America. At, I don't know if you know, since you're in those classes, like, um, they said something, I want to say 18 million. If it's not 18 mm-hmm. million, it's like, that's an overestimation, but it was still, like, in the millions. Mm-hmm. And it was so weird, because mm-hmm. it's like, this wasn't even like America now. This is like America like in the 1850s. Yeah, like they had right. like way less people in general back then. Exactly. So like what a huge ratio of like slaves to like just like people who, you know, weren't slaves or whatever. Like so yeah, it's um and they meant so they mentioned like of all those people, there's like something like only a couple hundred narratives that are left mm-hmm. to read. And it's like crazy. It's like so sad. And I mean, it makes sense cuz like a lot of them couldn't even like read or write. Right. And um but yeah, it was and what was interesting was like a lot of the narratives came from people who were slaves as kids or whatever. And they were like, they were like, mm. yeah, it wasn't that bad. Like they were like, they were like, it was <laughs> like, it was like, um, cause they, I mean, they were kids, you know, like they sure. would not work nearly also, as hard as the, also the, the slave narratives that I've read about. I can't remember the names because they're like, they're like French or something. But mm-hmm. if I, you know, if I actually read about it recently, it'd be fresher on my mind. But, what turns out that a lot of them, those slaves, and it sounds weird to say this, but they were more privileged, so they were taught to read and write. Like and, slaves in France? Well, like slaves maybe with like French owners, okay, for example, yeah. that'll take them you know, back and forth mm. you know, around the world and things like that. And so they would learn those, they would learn, basically. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was the most privilege a slave could get is being able to travel. Yeah. And being so, able to, like, read. Right. Yeah. So, which is such a common thing now, but back then it was like... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think even if even if you were a slave and you could yeah. read, you were cool amongst everybody. Yeah. People, but that, people were not smart back then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was it was so rare, and that's yeah. probably why. Yeah. I um, I think it's really interesting, because, like, I... And once I wanted to also mention, like, how it's really kind of... I don't want to say sad, but kind of, like, upsetting that, like, you know a lot of things about slavery that like i think a lot of people probably should because like really all Mm. i remember covering was like slavery in elementary school where they were like oh yeah like they had slaves there's a civil war and now everybody has equal rights and i was like i was like (laughs) that seems a little bit too good to be true yeah um and then yeah (laughs) like we didn't cover it that much in high school it was just like another like you know a couple week long unit um Mm. i think there is like a lot to learn there but and yeah so something i didn't know about slavery which, I mean, I didn't learn this now, but, like, I don't know. It's just, like, really interesting to see, that like, the disparity. Like, some slaves were, like, you know, obviously treated terribly, like, dirt. Mm-hmm. And other slaves were, like, you know, house slaves and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. like you mentioned, right. some were traveling the world. And it's really interesting to, um, I don't know, just, like, see the difference and, like, how they all came out or whatever and were affected. Right. Well, 
another thing to know is that like no one group is like a monolith so mm-hmm. even you know the black slaves from africa they weren't just african right there's so many different cultures and tribes and things there mm-hmm. and they're actually very diverse so I've, they all get sorry they all I've, get mixed all together when you know you just call them slaves right mm-hmm. so there's a uh, so much there's actually a lot of diversity and there is there are disparities in the way they're treated and the way they're represented so that's one thing and then what i was going to say is that africa is like of all the continents in the world and even all the regions like africa as a continent is like home to the most different languages and the most different cultures because it's just mm-hmm. th- there are, there's a lot more people in africa than you'd like mm-hmm. expect typically and it's just a lot of I don't know what I'm trying to get at, but it's like more culturally diverse and dense and like like the lines for where countries are aren't really indicative of mm-hmm. where like people are from. Right. Yeah, it's sense. really Africa itself is super nice just because like they already have all these tribes and stuff. And then like today, you know, it's been pillaged and like, you know, murdered and stuff by like so many European countries mm-hmm. and like stuff like that. So it's like not only do they have like all these different African cultures, but they've also got like, you know, there's tons of different like you know, white people in South Africa and like right. they're all around. It's mm-hmm. like really, and I even, mean like Liberia, which is, yeah, which is founded by American. former slaves. Oh, really? I didn't came know back that. From the United States. That's yeah. awesome. But yeah, uh, I guess I'll go on. So we kind of mentioned that we covered a lot with that little conversation. Good job guys. <laughs> um, oh yeah. And so they, they also obviously discuss like how slavery has affected people into modern day. And so, oh, yeah. um, one of the readers at the event was uh, theater performance, oh, political science and theater performance major Avalon Palmer of Chicago. And she said, um, the event is important because it brings to light issues slaves had that still affect the black community today. She said, we have to think about PTSD and we have to think that slavery was not that far off. So a lot of people, African-Americans, are still suffering from slavery in ways that we don't even necessarily know. Uh, thoughts on that, you guys? Uh, I know my political science class, that's a major political science but um, in that class, my professors mentioned about, like, just for an example, when he was talking about minorities in America and, like, racial minorities, religious minorities, you know, women, people of the LGBTQ community, the whole thing was, like, you know, uh, slavery, like you said earlier, slavery has existed for longer than in America than it has without existed, mm-hmm. existed without slavery. So, like, obviously the residual effects of that are still a problem. And I think also on top of that, just not even slavery, but like uh, in the early 60s, the Voting Rights Act happened and the civil rights was a big thing. But like people always act like that was so long ago and it's such like it's been so long since we've done that and it's so great that we've done that. But like my like my grandparents were alive for that. And like there was a teacher in my high school. There were a few teachers in my high school that were like, yeah, I was in high school when that happened. Yeah, because it's not as far back as people think. No, seriously. Yeah, yeah. And so last semester in my uh, African American worldviews class, which is Psychology One Fifty, we started to read a book, but then <laughs> the textbook services didn't have any of it left, so we kind of stopped. But I, I still marked up a couple chapters. Mm-hmm. And the author, last name Clark, I didn't have the first name because I didn't cite back that far, but last name Clark in 1972 uh, argues that slavery, more than any other single event, shaped the mentality of present African Americans. And mm-hmm. that's kind of like, 
that's kind of the main idea of the class. And so all of our projects kind of, kind of uh, all pulled back to that idea. And when, when you learn about that, when you just like, um, cause I have presentations. I can't obviously, this is a visual, this is an audio, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, type thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, but when you learn about it, you kind of, especially being, well, black, right? Mm-hmm. African-American. Well, I'm actually like Nigerian American. My parents were born in Nigeria. That's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. yeah. So when you, when you learn about it, you see it and you, you just see it. And it's like, you can't, um, you can't unsee it. Mm-hmm. So, and it, it kind of, it kind of explains why, well, it's a psychology class, so it kind of explains a lot of behaviors. Mm. Um, <laughs> but mm. I don't know. It's just something you, you notice. It's just something you notice. Yeah, for sure. Um, Dom, you've got like a very NPR voice. Have you noticed that? <laughs> you're like very whispery. Um, it's like, it's good. It's like you're doing a good job. Uh, Thank you. Thank and you. yeah, no, like I think it's, I think it's really important. I've, um, I don't know. I, I really am glad that we can, that we can discuss freely like how slavery and like all that stuff has affected people today. Mm-hmm. I'm from a very small redneck racist town where like you try and discuss that with people and they're like, no, <laughs> like they've got equal rights today. And I'm like, it's fine. I'm now. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no idiot. <laughs> like, like you're yeah. wrong. Um, but yeah. And I just think, uh, I mean, I think it's a really important to consider that. Cause like, I mean, like you said, slavery is like the most, like impactful thing to like african-americans say and like they're not wrong like i mean you know 100 100 i mean how long was slavery like 150 it depends 200? on depends on when you start counting because like it's so like 1816 or before that it ended in 1816 or 1616 like, which, which is yeah it? like when we got to america in 1660 we had slaves but we also had slaves in england but yeah. also technically america didn't exist till 1790s so it's like we had a slave for a long time yeah, it's like you can't like, pretend that they don't that doesn't affect people today, especially when so right. many people in power are like races. It's like African Americans, like this whole group of people, yeah. we were born in the system. Yeah. So like, mm-hmm. it's not just black people. Uh, black people around the world are different than African Americans, for example. Especially, well, Africans in Africa, they're not like African Americans here. So this whole group of people, it's kind of it's kind of weird to not acknowledge that where we came from doesn't mm-hmm. affect us today like, yeah because it hasn't i mean <laughs> i mean it's not and it's not like you know once again the whole elementary school thing like slavery ended civil war like everything is fine like there was no big making up for slavery or whatever mm-hmm. it li- mm-hmm. like african-americans like had to fight for like every single like right after that right yeah and I think it's pe- still going yeah exactly yeah, no, exactly and there's uh <laughs> You don't really hear about it a lot, but like after Abraham Lincoln was assassinated, the guy who stepped up after him was Andrew Johnson, not Andrew Jackson, mm-hmm. who was his vice president. And like, whereas Lincoln had all these plans to like, you know, I'm going to not only free slaves, but also give them all, you know, rights to vote, mm-hmm. rights to run for office, rights to do all this. And that's when like a lot of the first black senators in America and representatives were elected, which people are surprised by because immediately after that, when Andrew Johnson was president, he was like, just gonna undo all that. And yeah, you guys are free, but that's really all you get. Like, let's not get too crazy. Yeah, Abraham. he's like, hang on, everyone's equal. Hold yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. No. So, well, uh, that kind of reminds me of like a whole thing where, like, the white supremacy thing is like the further like black people try to advance, there's always like the opposition. There's always. Mm. It's not. I'm not just saying like there's always going to be, but 
you see it in the history if you look at all the little specific things like there's the there's horrible things like bombing of like black cities and businesses and things like that mm. to just like out like right out like racist like things that come from people in power and systems and things like that so i don't know it's just <laughs> it's always there you it's, guys see um watchmen the hbo show no they um I want to they highlight the uh the oklahoma city massacre i think that's what it I think it does, that's what it was. It's like a real thing that happened in history. Like the there was like a whole black community in Oklahoma and like they took it out. Like they were literally bombing it from planes. Like and Jeez. it's crazy that like so many people who watch that show cuz you know I don't know if you guys have read Watchmen but it's like all about mm-hmm. like alternate history and stuff. Yeah. So many people who watch that show were like, "Wow, like alternate history is crazy." And then like they they find out, oh, "I don't know that like really happened." Yeah. It's it's awful. Um yeah, we might. We're gonna wrap up this topic okay. because we've spent a really decent amount of time talking about it. Good job, guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, basically, uh, they say, uh, you know, Jack, the moderator from the event, said, "I think far, far too long the voices voices of enslaved people have been silenced, and it's important to actually hear slavery from the voices of the enslaved." And I think that's kind of the whole point. Like, people really need. I mean, we need to give these people as much of a voice as we can mm-hmm. with the very few hundred narrators that we have. So, um, oh. Mm-hmm. Team Snapchat just sent me a notification. Perfect. Thanks. Happy Valentine's Day, Snapchat. No, not the best <laughs> um, time, but all right. But <laughs> yeah, it's really important. So we're going to move on to a bit of a lighter topic. Um, there was a Q&A uh, last week uh, that Pembroke held, you know, Chancellor Pembroke and like a bunch of other administrative people were there. Mm-hmm. And they discussed they discussed a lot of stuff, but specifically what I think a lot of people are going to be excited for is the new food stuff coming. So mm. I don't know if you guys were in the room when I mentioned this, but guys, we're getting a Cinnabon. Yeah, that's the story I'm covering, actually. Yeah. Kind of. I interviewed Dennis Wobie, who's like the head of dining services. Mm-hmm. And like... <laughs> if you don't want to spoil anything, you don't have to. <laughs> well, no, it was just kind of funny because like I heard from a lot of people in the like in the meeting and from you and like I saw a thing with the Chancellor, where they were all like, yeah, Cinnabon's probably coming. We're excited for that. Mm-hmm. And then I interviewed uh, Dennis Wobie, Director of Dining Services, and he was like, it might be a Cinnabon. We don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> he was like, we're either going to... The the big thing that he was definite about that yeah. we can definitely like get excited for was that the Chick-fil-A downstairs in the muck is getting like ice cream stuff and shakes. Like a full... It's going to be a full Chick-fil-A, yeah? Basically, yeah. They're going to have, have mac and like, cheese? Stuff. Wow, that's exciting. Yeah. The, he specifically said like the ice creams and the shakes, and I'm mm-hmm. like, ooh. But he was like, the Annie Ann's, he was like, it's either just going to be bigger, maybe we're going to have the Cinnabon. He was like, if we have to hire more people to get the Cinnabon, I don't know if we're going to do it. That's that, That's stupid. what I remember him saying. That's dumb. I mean, uh, and you don't have to reveal too much of this information if you don't want to. Like, I know your article hasn't come out yet. No, yeah. When is that supposed to come out? Um, probably I'm turning it on Monday, so I think. Okay, yeah, we're like yeah. fine enough. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know why you'd make Cinnabon bigger if you're not gonna add a c- or well, I don't know why you'd make Auntie Anne's bigger if you're not gonna add a Cinnabon. Because like, no offense to Auntie Anne's, but like, who goes there really? I go there a lot, but it's like, <laughs> I don't think it would need to be bigger. It's not like it's like. I mean, yeah, it is actually is it's tiny. I know it it's like small. really small, and it's like it's big enough. That's the reason I. I haven't gone in there since, I mean, until, like, last week for the mm. first time here. Yeah, no, I mean, I literally go in there maybe once a month to get the little sweet pretzel bites. Oh, yeah. That's it. Because, I mean, I don't know. I mean, respect people who enjoy pretzels, but, like, I'm not a huge <laughs> fan. I like sugary stuff sometimes, yeah. but, like, mm. otherwise. Um, I mean, Cinnabon would, like, literally, like, 
Like mm-hmm. it'd be so good. <laughs> like Plus Chef's I would, kiss. Yeah. I mean, I've only had Cinnabon once, and it was like the best thing I've ever done in my life. Like it was literally at an airport for a vacation, and it was mm. I think it was the best part of my vacation. Like it was the first time I had Aunt Cans was at an airport, mm-hmm. and. I wasn't disappointed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my my big confession is I've never had Cinnabon. Like I have, I I go to the Annie Anne's like fairly often, not like daily or anything, but like more than once a week yeah. sometimes. <laughs> and I I'm, I'm I definitely like it, but I don't think it's never so busy that I'm like, man, if this room if this room was bigger, we'd be a little better. It's like it's a fine size right now, so I feel like if they make it bigger, in my opinion, I think a Cinnabon might be useful. Cinnabon's literally gonna like destroy you dude Wait, so like, it's like it's literally a whole cake that you eat dude where would it go cinnamon what where would it go that's the other thing i was so he was like i have these he was like showing me the plans like the building plans he was like mm-hmm. we might do this might do this but, and i remember like the editors when i got the story like told me hey if he wants to publish a picture of the plans and i like asked him like hey would you want me to put this with the article and he was like well, these aren't definite yeah. so no <laughs> He, he was, said no specifically? He said not right now. He said yeah. like later when it's more down to earth and like this is what we're definitely going to build, he'd give us probably the plans, like mm-hmm. do another thing, follow up story. But like he seemed very, very tentative to like say this is what we're doing. He was like, yeah, might be doing a few things. He said it was all part of a big major plan to like renovate a lot of the stuff in the muck, like a lot of the restaurants. So like it started with the Starbucks and then. He said we're doing the Chick Fil A and the Annie Anne's, and then mm. they're getting the Annie Anne's in the library as well, or Starbucks. Starbucks. Yeah, I saw that. that I, if tiny. I was, I was about to say like, <laughs> if they're putting Annie Anne's in the library, you just broke something big. Um, but <laughs> goldmine. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I it's I can ex- you can expect that from people now because like ever since I don't know, I feel like a, a lot of administrative members like I won't say who, but like some people like to announce stuff a little bit early and then it doesn't happen and it it's like well i just wrote a whole article on that for yeah. reason. last semester there was a there's a uh, rumor about getting a duncan yeah and then, i mean it was gonna happen yeah that's Dang. that's what i'm disappointed about yeah <laughs> <laughs> basically um the reason they didn't do it was because i guess duncan corporate or whatever wanted they didn't want to do a small location they wanted to do a full location and they wanted to like mm. have all these expenses and it would have been a million dollars or whatever and the starbucks that they're adding is apparently only going to be like a couple hundred thousand, which is like understandable, I guess. It's a small Starbucks. I it's guess, it, yeah. it is a small Starbucks. It's going to be like a kiosk almost. Yeah. It's which like is, not going to have sandwiches and stuff like that. I feel like isn't a good. Idea. Like I, I'm totally down for them adding a Starbucks, but I feel like if you're going to have the Starbucks on demand right there yeah. in the library, like what would it be? Like literally, like yeah, like it's in the very corner. Small. Both, like what the would it, both what would it be? But also like. I know it's going to get flooded constantly with people who <laughs> yeah. are like, well, I mean, I would, because all the time when I'm in the library, I'm like, man, I want, I want like a hot coffee, but I can't mm-hmm. walk all the way to the muck. That's all the way over there. If it's in the library, they're going to get too much business. <laughs> yeah. I am. Um, I don't know. Sorry, I'm like bad at burp. <laughs> um, so like, wh- um, why doesn't Starbucks have like coffee vending machines? Um, not like hot coffee vending machines. Yeah, that's the big thing. Like, especially now, like in the winter, I'll be like, man, I would like a hot coffee, but in Pack Hall, it's all like the cold frappuccinos yeah. that are like, I like those. But do like, they make hot Starbucks coffee vending machines? I've never seen one of those. I've never seen one. Maybe I they mean, do. it'd be a good idea though. Starbucks, so, right. get on that. <laughs> um, <laughs> we got to pitch them our idea. Credit yeah. me. Credit but um, yeah, moving on in the article, I mean, they're also going to be. We talked about Chick Fil A. They're they're reopening Skywalk Cafe as well. Have you guys? 
never heard of that. I walk past it a lot. Isn't it over in like it's Alumni Founders? It's Founders and Alumni, yeah. yeah. I've never eaten it either. Um, it's been closed ever since yeah. I've been here. There's a cafe there? Yeah, it's like a it's like the Skywalk Cafe. Yeah, you know, they got like, like a the big bridge. bridge connecting it and they got a restaurant up there. Between oh. Alumni and Founders, yeah. It it's, hasn't um, been open though, yeah. So I don't know. I hope it's, I wonder if it's good. Like I've heard very, it's like kind of like a mystery to me. You know, it's like I've heard, yeah. it's like kind of legendary. Like I've heard a lot about it, but I uh, have never eaten it. <laughs> I'm um, but yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, Founders and Alumni is already such a trick for me. I mean, especially <laughs> like a class in alumni, like I would totally appreciate like a, just like a nice little coffee shop or whatever, mm-hmm. just to sit down for a second. Definitely. Um, and so besides the, the food stuff, there was also another big thing that happened at the event was, um, and this is another potential story, but uh, basically a faculty research fellow, which I did not know was a position, but they do research uh, in their faculty, and his name was Jacob Wilson, and he noted that 63% of the student body did not vote last election. And he asked Pembroke if the university will dedicate resources to helping students like stay informed and like get voting and stuff. And um, Pembroke was pretty like for it like he was pretty positive about it he was like he was like i don't know it was like hard to get a good quote from him so my quote in the article is just like oh i would love to see us have those kinds of conversations but i mean he was like he was expressing that he wanted to like hold you know he wanted to like like have more places for like just like real like honest discussion and like debates and stuff Mm. and um he wanted to have like i think he mentioned like wanting to have like little watch parties for the debates and like the dorm halls and stuff which um Mm. i mean i think it's all good ideas like i really think that students need do need to stay informed i mean thoughts on that you guys i feel like if i was actually involved in like talking to people about it i'd want to vote but Mm. i mean i was (laughs) definitely in that 60 three percent was it 63 percent yeah 63 yeah i mean also like i didn't know about it until probably if i saw like on instagram like vote today or something i'm like oh Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) i'm the opposite of that basically because like i'm political science major because like i've always been like really into it and just lately i've been like studying it more in classes and stuff and like i don't know if it's just because right now everything's happening or if it's just always this it seems like it's always really interesting to me and like i think it would be a good idea to like get a lot of especially like a lot of open debate about like politics and students like obviously civil nothing like too intense but like i don't like like uh they have a they have like a turning point usa kind of group in america like usa and they also have the socialism like class club thing that i've seen there's a there's okay. a, a student Democrats as well in the muck right now, which Uh-oh. I did not know was an organization. I mean, it makes sense, but I didn't either, yeah. yeah, go ahead. I didn't want to. But uh, I was gonna say, like, I feel like a lot of the time you go to those groups and they're like, "Do you agree with us?" And then if you say no, they like ask you the same question they ask everyone if they disagree with them that they have like set. Yeah, and it's like I feel like good debate is important for politics like if you just get everyone yeah. together and you all agree it's just kind of like well yeah those tables aren't really good for debate at all. it's no. i mean it's like the whole you know kent state gun girl situation it's like they'll <laughs> yeah. they'll um if you want to talk to them i mean in her situation she'll talk to you but like if you want to talk to them and you disagree with them they'll have like a whole barrage of like statistics and questions and it's like you're just walking to class like you can't yeah you just want to have a casual talk yeah no i remember when i i first visited the university there was there was like a, a, a table kind of thing for like planned or I was like anti-planned parenthood in the muck or whatever. Mm. And oh, really? I was like, whoa, yeah. And um, really, I was like, whoa, like that's like kind of weird. But like this is a college. Like I'm going to go like debate this guy or whatever. And <laughs> it was hard because it's like I was basically, yeah, like I'm for Planned Parenthood. They provide birth control, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. 
and he was like factually Planned Parenthood um they they like they misdo a lot of surgeries and a lot of people die in their care and I'm like oh like how does that compare to like other hospitals he's like it's really bad and I'm like oh okay like I haven't done any <laughs> right? research like yeah. you um and so yeah it, it's not really like a that's not a good solution or whatever so i think it definitely improvements to that would be super good Mm -hmm. i mean i'm wanting to see i'm wanting to see like more politicians actually come to campus because like pritzker was here but i mean bernie was here last election yeah um and that would have been so dope to see and i think obama came here like in late 2000s as well Mm. um which i mean yeah like i would totally before more of that (laughs) i would i like really hope bernie's planning to come here i mean i was only eight back then yeah <laughs> i mean i went i was like seven when obama got elected yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean i had opportunities to go see obama and bernie speak like last election wow, yeah. and i i never did because i was either tired or sick and i really uh, regret it but i feel like even if it was someone like i wasn't totally agreeing with like my i'd probably go watch yeah. i mean if I'd if like some big like donald trump came here or whatever like i'd go yeah, I'd probably oh. be protesting outside or whatever, oh, but like <laughs> I try to, I try to get a look at like what he has to say. <laughs> Trump came to SIUE, there would, it would be chaos. Oh, oh no, truly, if he came to almost any college in America, I think a lot of people would be. He came um, to uh, a kid I know on Snapchat, his college, and like literally, like it was seriously, like it was like this whole big, you know, I think it was like the basketball stadium or whatever. It's like the, you know, all these MAGA hats, and then outside was like so many people with that's, like picket that's signs all I and imagine. stuff. They, yeah, were, they had um, a giant inflatable Trump as well that they were making fun of. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so they did a good job there. But um, he was like, this kid is like super Republican. He was like making fun of him. He's like, oh, well, you got to stand outside. I'm like, <laughs> I'd probably be standing outside. <laughs> like with him, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and um, basically they say, uh, oops, they say, well, that's basically all they said. But yeah, I think I think it's a good idea, honestly, having those discussions and having those debates. I think getting people to like stay informed is like really important yeah yeah mm-hmm. and so our final uh article that we're going to talk about is uh, once again very thematic it is valentine's day as we're recording this mm-hmm. do you guys have valentine's day sweethearts right now i do not no my no. camera we can camera, yeah. we can all be lo- <laughs> my camera we can all be loaning together i don't have one either um but yeah so this article is basically discussing how on valentine's day like you don't have to like you know, celebrate with a romantic partner. You can celebrate with celebrate with your buds. Celebrate with yourself. You know, you can yeah, just like Valentine's Day. Yeah, Valentine's yeah. Day. They mentioned that in the article. I wasn't um, invited. <laughs> probably because <laughs> you're not a gal. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but you know, you gotta you gotta love yourself, love your friends, love everybody on Valentine's Day. It's not just for your romantic partner. So they start the article by saying, "Well, I'm not gonna say that." They, they continue the article by saying, wishing happiness for others is in good faith is fine, but telling single people that they'll find someone special can be hurtful and add to the already overwhelming pressure to be in a relationship for Valentine's Day. Mm. Starting a romantic relationship with someone because you feel you have to is unhealthy for everyone involved. Just because you aren't in a relationship doesn't mean you're in any less, you're, you're any less important or an incomplete person. You can find your own happiness without a date. Uh, you know, this I very much agree with, especially the whole worrying about being single on valentine's day specifically mm-hmm. i've i mean i've never been in a long enough relationship that it's like gone year round and took me to valentine's i've always been single on valentine's day i, th- I think me too as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> and too. um i've never worried about it i mean whatever i mean finding it finding a valentine's day day date would be fun or whatever but i'd rather just like wait for like a good ass relationship or whatever and if it doesn't yeah. happen on valentine's day it doesn't happen on valentine's day you know i'd rather be like happy most of the year than just be like hey this one day do you mm-hmm. want to go do exactly. this thing yeah. yeah 
Um, yeah, like I'm not going to celebrate Valentine's Day with somebody out of desperation, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not what I'm trying to do. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I mean, had a bad start. I woke up really late on this Valentine's Day day, <laughs> mm. but, um, I mean, I think I'm probably going to go home and like watch Toy Story 4 because I haven't seen it. And like, I'll probably like eat like fruit snacks or something like, and that's oh, loving yeah. yourself. Like, I think yeah. that is a really good way to celebrate Valentine's Like, how are you guys going to celebrate? Uh, my mom made like a bunch of like baked stuff for like my siblings and stuff and for my dad obviously but like yeah. i still live at home so i'm definitely just gonna and they don't get home till later because they all my dad works in the school and so does my mom and my siblings uh-huh. are all younger than me by quite a bit so i'm going to be alone in my house and just eating all the baked goods that's a really good that's idea. my game plan yeah but are you down tonight i'm taking my brother's photos with his girlfriend oh fun so you can still be a part of that valentine it's still love it's really <laughs> yeah. awesome um uh, and so, yeah, they go on to say, uh, when it comes to a celebrating Valentine's Day, you can also show your love for your family and friends instead. At the same time, you don't have to celebrate at all. Every day is an opportunity to show love for the people in your life. You don't have to spend money on your loved ones to show that you care for them. Mm. I think um, this is another good point. Celebrating, I've never celebrated Valentine's Day with my friends. Um, I got to be honest, that would seem a little bit weird to me. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, one time when I was like 12... I like had a sleepover at a friend's house and it happened to be on Valentine's Day and everybody made fun of me for it. So <laughs> I think um, oh. that's probably what's prompted my lack of Valentine's yeah. Day. That triggered something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I can totally understand celebrating. I mean, it's like Valentine's Day, like you said. If you, um, I think a, a Valentine's Day like friends brunch would be so fun. Yeah. Um, you could write, you know, give cards to like veterans or something. I don't know. I mean, a, a fun activity yeah. would be really nice. Um, I don't know. Thoughts on that? Would you guys celebrate Valentine's Day with your friends? I, w- I wouldn't. But here's the the way I feel about it is like, like almost every other holiday, like even like like the Fourth of July or Independence Day, those are like holidays because that thing happened on that day in American history. Mm-hmm. Like Christmas and Easter, they have like religious significance. That's that thing. And like Halloween, it's like from the harvest or something back in olden yeah. olden times. But like Valentine's Day. It's it's a joke that everyone makes, but like honestly, it was made by Hallmark to sell yeah, cards. No, for, for, <laughs> it's not a real holiday that I would like. If I was with someone, I'm sure I would be immediately less yeah. cynical about it. If I was in a relationship, and we'd be like, "Oh, it's Valentine's Day, I'll cutesy." But right now, I'm like, it's eh, it's I just a day. I don't give people Hallmark cards. I hate that. I hate those guys, dude. Mm-hmm. I am um, truly like you guys are gonna get. I hate Hallmark because like not only do they have those stupid cards, but they've got like the Hallmark Channel. Where oh, they yeah. show all those about stupid that. Christmas movies and like, one time I um, one time I was at a friend's house and his mom was watching Little House on the Prairie on the Hallmark Channel and I was like, mm. wow, that's stupid. I was like, Little Ooh. House on the Prairie. Yeah. She was like, I like the Hallmark Channel, Dad. I was like, dude, like that's kind of weird. Honestly, that's cool, not gonna lie. I mean, um, whatever. <laughs> remember like elementary school though when everybody you know pass around candy. And make your boxes. Were those? Oh yeah, I because I remember those little cards. Like you know, there was like probably a little Transformers one, yeah. and he's like, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm Autobot and crazy for you. That's a really <laughs> bad like one. That, yeah, we yeah, gotta <laughs> think of a better one by the end. Um, were those made by Hall? I bet they were. I bet they were like made by like a subsidiary Maybe, or like Hallmark I or something. I don't know. I feel like if I owned like if I was this, the owner of the all of the rights to Transformers. I wouldn't wait for Hallmark to be like, hey, we're gonna yeah. buy a share. I'd be like, we're making make the Valentine. Send yeah, it in exactly. now. Yeah. I mean, I got, I'm not going to lie. People always, like, dish on uh, elementary schools for, like, having, you know, the whole class give out Valentine's Days to everybody mm-hmm. or whatever. But I, I thought it was fun. You know, I mm-hmm. like making my little Valentine's mailbox and yeah. going around the class and handing them out. It's, it's, like, a cute thing for, like, kids to do. I like yeah. it. It's fun. Yeah. Um, we had, 
We had uh, Shane and Emma on the show a couple weeks ago. Mm. Uh, Emma Davis, a photographer, was talking about how she, um, on Valentine's Day, like even up to like high school and stuff, would always make like little personal cards for her friends and oh. give like give it to them with like little candies or whatever. And I had a friend in my high school who would do that too. And I thought I think that's so sweet and cool. And um, I think I think if you're gonna celebrate Valentine's Day with your buds, like that's the way to do it. Just like mm-hmm. you know, write them write them a really nice card about how much you appreciate them. You know, not that Hallmark stuff. Like. Yeah. You know, a really personal thing and, you know, give him a baked good or whatever. And like, that's really all you got to do, you know? Yeah. It'd be fun. You can do that any day though. You can do that any day, which is <laughs> mentioned. Good point. Good transition, uh, Dominic, mentioned later in the article. They talk about how, where do they talk about that? Maybe they don't mention there. Well, they talk about how, you know, uh, Valentine's Day, you know, you don't have to just share your love on Valentine's Day. You can do it any day of the year, which I think is another thing to, um, consider especially when it's like you're in like an actualized like relationship (laughs) Mm. and it's people a lot like too many people are like you know they saved all their plans for valentine's day or whatever and they don't do like a lot of cool stuff throughout the year and it's like like, that's not the way to do it expensive and crowded and yeah Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i do have a couple of my friends that they're in a relationship and what they've done for valentine's day usually is they like the 14th they don't do anything but the 15th they celebrate it so, like, all the candy is real cheap at all the stores, oh, and they go and get a whole bunch of it, and then yeah. they go out to, like, the movies at night or whatever and do whatever, because it's less crowded. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, like, if if I was in a relationship on Valentine's, I feel like I'd do it that way. I like that. Yeah. Um, that's a really good idea. I have, like, never thought of that. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that, uh, I don't know, guys. Final thoughts on Valentine's Day? Get rid of it. Get rid of it. <laughs> Abolish <laughs> the holiday. Abolish Valentine's Day. I mean, yeah, well, it's not really... <laughs> I mean, I'm once still, again, it I'm is still. a fake holiday. That is true. Um, There's no reason they picked February 14th other than yeah. they were like, that day. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think having a day of love is nice. Um, I think that's really nice. And I really think that it is important to normalize, like, you know, sharing that love with not just your relationship, but, like, with your friends, mm-hmm. your family, yeah. and basically, like, everybody in your life. And, uh, you know, don't buy Hallmark. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that was a good podcast, guys. Uh, we're going to go over our obsessions now. This is our Alessal After Hours Obsessions for the Week. Uh, who wants to start? Have you guys thought of anything? I've kind of thought of something. Yeah. What do you want to say? So, I'm a photographer, and I shoot Sony, and Sony is releasing a new lens this month, but mm-hmm. also Sigma, mm-hmm. which is another lens manufacturer that I use, and they're releasing a new lens this month, and I'm broke, but I kind of want them all. What kind <laughs> of lens? Like, are they super high so, quality or what? Yeah, like, the highest quality so well the highest quality they make yeah so sony is releasing a really wide angle lens like a 20 millimeter f 18 and sigma is coming out with a 70 to 200 soon have you seen that uh that lens um i know little to nothing about cameras but like there's Mm -hmm. this really cool lens that you can attach to a camera where it's like a it's a probe lens Mm -hmm. where it's like a long thing with light at the end yeah i've seen that and you can put it like in between like (laughs) <laughs> like in between like a book yeah. or something and like <laughs> i've seen so many behind the scenes with that lens yeah it's, it's there those are really cool videos Wild. that those make um i don't know what about you gabe uh i've been watching this show on netflix called the confession killer which is like it's a documentary but it's also like a tv show with like interviews where it's like this is what happened in the order uh, mm-hmm. it's like a documentary broken up into bits but it's like so like serial killer stuff usually isn't interesting to me because there's like everyone talks about like ted yeah. gein eddie Ted, Ed Gein, Ted Bundy, uh, John Wayne Gacy. All those people, yeah. Like, those aren't that interesting to me because they're just done over and over and over. But, like, this guy, uh, he was arrested for the murder of his grandmother and his girlfriend. Yeah. And the, like, cops were like, 
did you kill your girlfriend? And he was like, yes, she found out I was cheating on her. And then he, they were like, did you kill your grandma? And he said, yes, she found out that I killed my girlfriend. And they were like, okay then. So you've admitted to these crimes, we're going to take you in. Blah, blah, blah. And the guy was like, are those the only ones you found? <laughs> and the the cops were like, is this a joke or is this? And then he started giving like incredibly specific details about like if oh you go God. seven states over into like Arkansas and you look behind this restaurant at this place and th- he like knew all of this stuff. That's wild. So the two weird things is that he was just killing people indiscriminately and traveling the country, but that he was also just casually confessing to it and the police were like terrified. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I would be too. Like that's. It's have weird. you ever seen um? Mindhunter on Netflix. I started watching that. I enjoy, I like that show a lot too. That's like my favorite serial killer related show. It's like uh, it's like obviously not like a documentary. It's like a TV show or whatever. But like mm-hmm. more dramatized. Um, but it's good. yeah. No, I, I, that show is like so cool. And in like the second season, they get into like a they interview Charles Manson, and it's so funny. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's like a funny guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd say I'd oh, yeah. say um my obsession for the week. I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but. It is Valentine's Day, and mm-hmm. as you guys know, uh, Tim and Paula's The Slow Rush came out today. And oh, yeah. Once again, I woke up late. I would have run through it like two times now, but immediately after this podcast, I'm going to go listen to it over and over again. Tim and Paula is so great. I liked them before they were popular. So There you go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, guys, I think that's been it. This has been your host, John McGowan, and Dominic, Veronica. last name, and Gabe, last name. Brady. Yeah. Uh, I know these guys. And yeah, I think we, I think we had a really good show. So we'll catch you guys next time. Uh, Please keep listening in the future. Say bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you.